What's up everybody? Welcome back to Alpha and Omega Exponent, also known as AOE. We are your number one and favorite platform where we share story time content to add value to your life. My name is Parfait and I am back with another story time for us. Listen guys, I've been MIA missing in action for the past few months. Lots of things have happened in my life and in everyone's life, but by the grace of God, we are here. By the grace of God, we are back. So this is also a special time of the year. We are in the month of December where the holidays are approaching and we are excited to spend time with families and loved ones. So it's important to remind ourselves that we need to finish the year in a great way. So how do we finish the year in a great way? None by going through the gospel according to John together. Listen, guys, we have 21 days left in this year of 2023. And for the next 21 days, we are going to go through the gospel according to John together, where every day I'm going to be sharing each chapter so that we can learn and add value to our life. Wherever you are, lend me your ears, get your coffee, get comfortable, and let's get started. So the Gospel of John was written by a man whose name was John. So who was John? John was one of Jesus' disciples and he refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And we'll get to learn later on why. John wrote this gospel really with the goal to help and to encourage people, believers, to continue to believe in Jesus Christ. And the beginning of this gospel is a really beautiful story. It's really a poem that John writes. It begins and it says like this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Wow, what a beautiful beginning. I'm going to basically go through this chapter as a story, and then in the end we'll come back and try to break it down, and what lessons can we get from it. So in this beginning, in this poetic beginning that John is telling us, later on, John says something interesting and he says that he's talking about Jesus Christ now. And John says, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But all who did receive him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And in verse 14, John says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. What a beautiful ending, ending with grace and truth. Now, the second part of this chapter, there's another story that John is telling us, and it's the story of Jesus and his cousin. Now, Jesus also had another cousin whose name was also John. But Jesus' cousin, his name was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was a very influential man back in his days. 
John the Baptist was a man who was selected by God to proclaim and prepare the coming of Christ. John the Baptist was this person who was walking in the wilderness and he was saying something important specifically. And what John the Baptist was saying, he said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as the prophet Isaiah said. This was the message that John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness. And there was an interesting thing that happened where at that time when John the Baptist was saying this to prepare the way of the Lord, they sent the Jews at the time decided to send priests to him to ask him, are you the Christ? And John replied to them in a very specific way with the same answer. He said to them, I am the voice crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as the prophet Isaiah said. So John the Baptist knew who he was. He knew that he was not Jesus Christ, but he was just the voice who was preparing the way for Christ. And he told people that I baptize you with water, but there is someone else who will come after me. Even me, I cannot undo the strap of his sandal. And how did John receive this name, John the Baptist? Is because John was also going around baptizing people with water for repentance. And he was telling them that I am baptizing you with water, but among you stand one who you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. So John was telling people, even though I am baptizing you, there's someone else who is even greater than me. He will come, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That is the second part of the first chapter of the book of John. So now in the last part of this first chapter of John, there's another story where John is telling us how Jesus went to call his first disciple. And it was a powerful experience how Jesus did it. Jesus decided to call his first few disciples, and he did not speak to them poems or ask for letters of recommendation. You know, in the current time, when someone is trying to hire you, you have to submit your application, send in letters of recommendations, have interviews and all those things. But Jesus did not do all of, the, all of those things. Jesus knew the people that he was looking for. And when he saw them, he called them. And he did not say a lot of things to them. All he said to them was, follow me. Come and follow me. Not only that, Jesus also, as he was calling his disciples, he also told them, come and you will see. So this is John chapter 1. It's a very beautiful story where we begin with the word. We are told about the testimony that was preparing the way for Christ. And we end with how Jesus is called his first disciples. So now what are the lessons of growth and understanding that we can extract in this chapter to help us live a practical life that honors God? The first lesson is really to know the word. In this beautiful poem in the beginning, when John said, in the beginning was the word, who is he referring to? He's really referring to, to Jesus Christ. We need to know who Jesus Christ is. And when we know who Jesus Christ is, we also need to know the word of God. 
knowing Jesus Christ is great. No, having Jesus Christ, believing in Jesus Christ is one of the most important decisions that we'll make in our life. Beyond that, we also need to spend time to know and to learn the word of God. That is really the first key where we need to know who Jesus Christ is in our life. We need to believe in him. We need to put our trust and our faith in him. And beyond that, we need to spend time to get to learn the word of God. Because as we believe in Jesus Christ, the word of God will continue to be poured out and to grow in our life. Also, in this chapter, in verse 4, where John is saying that in him was life and the life was the light of man. He's telling us who Jesus Christ is. He's saying that Jesus Christ is our light. When we're looking for light in our life, we need to go to Christ. When we're experiencing moments of darkness, John is telling us, do not look further. Just turn and look at Christ. Go to Christ if you're looking to have light in your life. So do not go to the wrong people to try to look for some light so that you can shine. But actually go to Christ because Christ will shine his light on you and then you will be able to do great things. In verse 11, he says that he came to his own people and his own people did not receive him. Now this is powerful. Imagine Jesus Christ, the son of God. When he was made flesh, he came on earth. And when he went to his own people, his own people did not receive him. When Jesus went to his own people, Jesus knew who he was. He knew his source. So when his own people did not receive him, he was not troubled. It's important for us to also know where our identity lies. Jesus Christ is our light. And when we go to our own people, there will be moments where we will be rejected. And how do we? react or how do we respond after the rejection we need to also learn from christ we should not be surprised when we go to our own people to our families and friends and when they reject us because of our faith because of jesus christ because he jesus himself was rejected we also need to learn from this moment about rejection right we should not allow a rejection to stop us from moving forward in accomplishing our purpose. We need to know that some rejection are actually moments of redirection to help us get back on track so that we can walk in the purpose that God has given us. So let's start to shift our mind frame towards the end of this year to start to look at rejections as moments of redirection. This is really important for us to take on personally so that in everything that we do, we should follow the example of Christ. Christ being the son of God, through him, we are children of God and we really need to follow his example in our life. Uh, not just, you know, when we go to church, but in all aspects and areas of our life. So now there's a question that we need to ask ourselves at this moment. And that question is, does Jesus Christ dwells in your heart? And if not, where does he dwell? This is a question of reflection for us for today. Let us reflect on this question and then so that tomorrow we can move further and better. And there's also a good news here to know that when Jesus Christ dwells in you and when Jesus Christ truly dwells in your heart, 
your faith, your belief, your personal relationship with him and with others will be transformed and be filled with grace and truth. That is the example that we need to follow. So now let us move further into the second part of the chapter where John was telling us this story about John the Baptist who was in the wilderness crying that to prepare the way of the Lord. What lessons can we take from it? First is that John the Baptist knew who he was. When they came to him asking him, are you the Christ? He says that he said to them that, I am not. I am just the voice crying in the wilderness. So the first question that we need to ask ourselves here is that, do you know who you are when people ask you? Do you spend time to get to know yourself? Do you spend time to understand who you are as a person, who you are in your faith, who you are in your career, who you are in every aspect of your life? Do you know who you are and where is the place of Jesus Christ in your life? Because when you know where Jesus Christ lies in your life, then you will have clarity of who you are. So now, because John the Baptist was crying to make straight the way of the Lord, what does that mean to make straight the way of the Lord? It means we need to prepare ourselves to receive Jesus Christ in our life, in all aspects of our life, right? It's important for us to prepare ourselves. And we also need to be mindful to recognize that around us, we, have, we are surrounded by people who are acting as John the Baptist in our life. These people are our friends who are always inviting us uh, to come to church. They are friends who are inviting us to Bible study. They are your friends who are inviting you to spend time even reading the word or worshiping or going to uh, a gospel concert to do something that honors and glorify God. So we are surrounded by people who are preparing the way of the Lord in our life. And it's important for us to be mindful, to recognize who are these people? Are you someone who is helping preparing the way of the Lord in your entourage? Or are you someone who is destroying God's work in your entourage? So now we pose the question of what are you doing to make straight the way of the Lord in your life and in the life of those who are around you? It is important for us to build, to cultivate each other. Uh, it is important for us to remove things that will cause or derail us from following the path that God wants us to follow. Things in our life that will cause us to be distracted in a very negative way. So it is important to remove those things. So to prepare the way of the Lord in our life is to remove distractions, to remove things that do not honor God in our life, to remove things that will cause us to sin and also to go further to even learn new things so that we can continue to solidify our faith. And preparing the way of the Lord is also spending time with God, right? How do you prepare? You need to spend time with God in prayer, spend time with God by reading the word, spend time with God, even having conversations about your faith. So now in the second part, John the Baptist also told the people that Jesus Christ is the one who will give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If we want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we need to encounter Christ. We need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Going back, posing ourselves the question, 
what kind of relationship do I have with Jesus Christ in my life? Do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or do I just, you know, see him on Sunday when I go to church and then I say I believe and then I go home? No, this is an intentional personal relationship that we must have with Jesus Christ so that at the right and appointed time, he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is really our ultimate helper. With the Holy Spirit, we will be able to do great things. So now, what is the consequence of not accepting and developing and building a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, believing in Him and believing in His work? The consequence of that is really that we will continue to operate in blindness, right? Because remember, John writes and he says that Jesus Christ is the light and in Him there is no darkness. So when we choose to not believe in Jesus Christ, we are really choosing to remain blind. We are choosing to refuse uh, to walk in the light. Jesus is the light of the word. Now, this takes us into the transition of the last part. When Jesus was calling his disciple, Jesus did not need to give them a speech because Jesus was the light of the word. Jesus simply told every disciple that he called, he said, come and see because they will get to see the true light of who he was. So we also now pose ourselves the question, who are we following? Because if we are following Jesus Christ, then we are walking in the light. But if we are not, then you're probably not walking in the light. You are somewhere where you probably don't even know where you're going. And so I hope for the next 21 days, we will all follow Jesus Christ together and finish the year in a great way. That is all for today. I hope that this content added value to your life. Please share with family and friends. And I will see you tomorrow for chapter number two.